We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division One ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. Let me welcome onto the field of 68's off the carousel series, David Patrick, the new head coach of your Sacramento State Hornets. David, what's going on, man? I appreciate you being here today. Rob, I appreciate you having me on the show. So uh, let me start you off with this. You left UC Riverside, a program that, that is really not all that different in stature from Sacramento State a couple of years ago, to go back to being on a high major staff a couple of months into the pandemic. I know that there were some uh, mitigating factors there for why you left, but why Sacramento State? Why now? And what is this program like? What is your vision of this program going to be long term? Look, obviously, I left left that job at UC Riverside in COVID, and none of us knew what COVID was at that time. And I was in an athletic program that was thinking of going under, so the uncertainty was hard for me. And uh, the opportunity to go work at Arkansas for Eric Musselman was something I couldn't turn down at the time. And so, did that my first year, and then was fortunate enough to get hired by Porter Mosel last year at University of Oklahoma. Uh, wasn't thinking of moving twice in, twice in a year, but, uh, you know, worked out well. Got to learn from two great minds in Porter and, and Muss, and this opportunity at Sacramento State opened up, and everyone says, well, why the heck would you go to Sac State? You know, you just kind of left a, a quote-unquote tough program. Uh, but I think the college basketball has changed. You know, I was – our athletic director, Mark Orr, uh, was my AD when I was at St. Mary's for so many years. Uh, so I had some familiarity with the administration um, and familiarity in the West Coast. And so with this whole new transfer portal, uh, my kids being from the West Coast, uh, the opportunity to go back and be in a situation where I think's untapped and in a school in a city that I think you can win at uh, was one of the main reasons I went back. 
So I, I didn't remember this until I started Googling you for this interview, to be frank. But you were a major reason why there was that Australian boom at St. Mary's back in what was that, like 2006, 2007, around then. Um, can you just kind of take me into how that pipeline got started? And is that something that you think could work uh, down the road for Sacramento State? Yeah, look, uh, Coach Randy Bennett's one of my best friends and mentors in the business and, uh, you know, got hired by him in 2006, as you mentioned. And he'd already had one or two Australians from, you know, in his program as he took over at St. Mary's. He had a kid named Adam Caporn, who's now the head coach of the Long Island Nets, um, and another guy named Daniel Kicker. And so when I came in, um, I grew up in Australia. You know, I'm half Australian, and um, I was able to bring some some recruits of mine in that, that played for me or were in my program in Australia, a kid named Patrick Mills, who we're all familiar with, uh, Matt Della Vadova, and kind of the floodgates opened there for him. I think the those two guys are pretty good, right? Personal they're not bad. They're not bad. They they weren't your quote unquote five star guys, but good workers, and and obviously gave us a lot of success and took that program from probably a middle of the road program in the WCC to competing with Gonzaga. And so um, I think the West Coast is a great pipeline for, for Australian international kids just because of the proximity uh, to that side of the world. Uh, the weather is, uh, you know, is not the same as the East. No knock on the East, but Australia is not known for the snow uh, and the cold. It's usually beach and sun. And so uh, that's an attraction. And, um, you know, for me being a part of the Australian national team, which I still coach on, I think that pipeline really can help us in, in Sacramento and kind of use that model that Randy's created at St. Mary's and try to do the same thing in the big sky at Sacramento State. So you mentioned uh, beach and sun and, and no snow. You you were born in Bermuda, right? And you grew up in Australia and then you went to college in uh, in Louisiana. So uh, you're you're not a guy that's built for the cold, are you? No, no, no. I, I, you know, my first year I played at Syracuse. So I went to the uh, not knowing I went on my visit in April. Not knowing that it snowed. <laughs> not knowing that it snowed. That's how they get you. That's how they get you, man. Uh, but you know, I had a great time there. But yeah, warm weather is probably probably in my what I'm what I like. So one thing that has always fascinated me about the the Sacramento State program is the league that it's in. You know, it's not in the it's in the Big Sky. It's not in the WCC. It's not in the Big West. So you're not playing the Pacifics. You're not playing the UC Riverside. You're not playing, um, you know, some of these programs along the coast. You are playing against the Idaho schools, the Montana schools, the, the likes of Weber state. Um, is that, do you think that's an advantage for you in the league that you're, you're going to be a team on the coast? Is it a disadvantage because you're not uh, at the same altitude that some of the other uh, teams in your conferences? It, it just, it, that that's always been an interesting fit in terms of leagues from, from looking from the outside. Yeah. You know, you know, when you're an assistant, you just want to get a job, any job, right? So my first job, I took Riverside and, and I just wanted to be, be a head coach. And I think the second time through our strategic and, which job I chose and what league I went to and um, where I thought I could win in the next, you know, three to four years. And I thought the big sky, like you mentioned, is, is a job, is, is a league to do that. in. there's not a Gonzaga, there's not a San Diego state that's dominating the league year in and year out. Um, you know, there's been seven different league winners the last eight years. And so obviously Montana and Weber state have been great schools, but you look at Danny Sprinkle at Montana state mm -hmm. winning this year, Eastern Washington with Shante, Leggins winning, you know, two years ago, there's, there, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of parity in the league. There's, there, there is a lot of parity, I should say. So um, I thought it was a league that if I get the right talent in and get the right group of kids together, uh, you know, that you, you can make your mark pretty quickly. In. Right. So it's, how do you, how do you get your footing in a league like that? You know, I've we've seen, I think Todd's doing a great job at Southern Utah, which is kind of like a similar situation that you're stepping into. How do you, how do you start that? Do you hit the portal hard? Are you making sure you got your guys coming back? Um, what, what's the first step for you for building this program up? 
well, Rob, I hit Todd on Sunday, and he's he's the reason I went in the league because they left. So, so, so <laughs> they left because he did a good, he did a fantastic job t- turning that program around. But I think they went to the whack. Uh, so trying to steal some of the stuff he did, I, I think, where uh, it may be fortunate for me that I had been on the West Coast for seven or eight years, so I don't need a map, map quest, a roadmap to figure my way out of NorCal. Um, I, I, I got, I, I got some ties there, you know, in that region. Um, I've been able to use my connections uh, internationally and nationally on the, from the Power Five level to tap into the to the transfer portal and and, and get us good. I, I think quicker than probably most you could on a typical year, um, and continue to try to do that. I think Sacramento is a great city. It's an NBA city. I think when you're dealing with kids now, the tradition thing doesn't really come into their mind. It's where I'm going to have an opportunity to play, where I'm going to have an opportunity to develop, and where I can find myself living. You know, when I'm away from the court, and so we have a lot of pieces to sell in Sacramento and just excited for the opportunity. So the last two years, you mentioned this earlier, you coach under Eric Musselman and coach under Porter Moser. They're, uh, they're different people, but they're two very, very good, very high level coaches. I think we, you could see that with the success that they've had. What did you take away from those experiences with those two guys? And what is, uh, what are you, what are you implementing now that maybe you didn't necessarily do when you were at UC Riverside? Look, I think Mus is the best in the country in terms of, getting roster together, you know, regardless of what people think of it, think of him um, and how he attacks the Twitter world and everything else. He's a, he's a monster when it comes to that transfer portal and putting this team in place and getting guys to play hard for him. Um, and to, to be able to see that every day and how he, how he really watches the portal, how he treats it like an NBA, you know, draft board, so to speak. Um, and the moving pieces, how he's able to make that work is what I stole from him. Um, his energy and passion is real when it gets to practice in the games and so um, I'll try to steal some of that from him. And then from Porter, you know, we know he's a great offensive mind, what he did at Loyola Chicago. And what we were able to do here in year one, um, you know, is just an attribute to him and what he's done. Uh, all these coaches talk about culture. We all do, right? Culture, culture, culture. Is like the, it's like the hot button. But he lives it in everything we do, from how we walk into a video room to how we walk into a practice floor uh, to how we carry ourselves in a hotel. So those aspects um, that I already knew about culture. I, I'll steal a lot of that from uh, from Porter as well. Give me your best must store. I know everybody that's worked with him has a great must store. You got to give me. Yeah, I know you got more than one too. Maybe not all of them you could share on here, but give me give me a good must store. Oh my gosh, the must store. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, we we thought most. I remember we were watching film, and uh, we we had just lost to like Alabama and LSU. We got smoked actually by both of them. You would have thought the world was ending. You know, we went after that, we went on like a 17 game win streak. But he sat there in film and he asked Moses Moody, who's now playing with the Warriors, like, what do you get out of this film, game film, Moses? He said, Well, coach, I can't shoot, I can't guard, and I can't play. Um, so, so the whole place kind of burst out because it was in, it was in a it was in a tough situation. But you know, Mus had a had a way of pushing players' buttons and getting them to respond and in, in the deepest hours, even this year when that team was was under the, you know, I think they lost six in a row this year and found a way for those guys to play good. But that was probably my, one of my funny must moments that I could say on camera. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about international recruiting. We talked a little bit about your Australian pipeline. Do you have any more godsons that are going to end up being number one picks uh, down the road that you could bring to Sacramento state? I'm trying to find some, I'm trying to get Ben to hurry up and get, get, get married and have me some kids up there. <laughs> um, I got a bunch of goddaughters, man, but they can't do anything but do backflips and, and cartwheels. There you go. Um, in all seriousness, you know Ben Simmons as well as anyone. The last year or two has not really been all that easy for him, right? You're a coach. Your job is to help mentor young men. If you were kind of 
in the position where you were giving him advice and maybe you were, what, what, what do you tell to someone going through that situation? How do you talk to somebody uh, through, uh, you know, when, when basketball is not going great for them? Look, I think, you know, ultimately like that, you know, it's a business, man. When you sign up to play in the NBA, it's your, your businessman. And some of these kids go in at a young age and don't deal, know if what comes with all that, you know, when you're getting paid X amount of money, you got a job to do. Now that being said, they're still human. And, um, you know, he went through some stuff in Philly, uh, like all players do, that, that was able to obviously rectify going to Brooklyn um, to keep working. You know, when adversity hit, like he kept working behind closed doors. And, you know, a, a lot of kids put their stuff on Twitter when they're working out and what they're doing and Instagram. And he hasn't done that. And so when he gets back on the floor here, hopefully soon, uh, you'll see the product. But, you know, adversity is part of what you do. And when you and when you get paid X amount of money, uh, there's expectations, but you got to, you know, be able to do your job behind closed doors when nobody's watching and, and, and take the criticism along the way. Well, listen, DP, I appreciate the time, man. Best of luck with you uh, building that program at Sacramento State. Appreciate you being here. Rob, appreciate you, brother.